Welcome to the Ether. Today is Thursday, March 30th, 2023. Today on the Ether, the White Whale Community Space. Let's take a listen. GM, GM, Sencom. Howdy, partner. Welcome, Sebastian. Doing just fine over here. Spring is around the corner. Still, still light. I st- still see daylight. <laughs> Did Sebastian say something? Because I didn't hear anything. Just said hello. Can you hear me now, sir? Now I can hear you. Weird. Elon Musk really needs to get his shit together. Shooting rockets in the sky and doesn't even get a social media app down. God damn it. Are we dropping some alpha today, boys? Or what what are we doing? What's the plan? Well, I think we have a bunch of things to discuss here. All right, I um I have another meeting in a half an hour, so I'm gonna have to jump off early. But I'll catch, you know, I'll catch most of this thing. But just just fair warning for everybody. Sebastian, so I've seen a lot of confusion about um, circulating supply, total supply, and what people can expect from the emissions. So maybe we should address that in a couple yeah. of minutes first. Yeah, let's, yeah, let's clear that up for sure. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, just send a reminder post into our Discord as well. But I think we sh- uh, should be good to go in one or two minutes. Uh, people always uh, trickle in a little bit later. So, yeah. And these uh, spaces are also recorded, so uh, no one's missing any information. You can also always go uh, listen um, to the whole conversation. <laughs> after afterwards we are missing the elevator music here we do we really do is that maybe a a, a paid function so do we do we need to uh, to get like a twitter premium for that i i have no idea i have no idea how that works yeah whatever we can survive without one all right, uh, cool. Let's let's get this thing started. I would say. Uh, so, welcome everybody. Um, time for our spaces today. Um, lots of exciting things to come up. Um, just uh, published a tweet a couple of minutes ago. Um, we're uh, just uploaded. I think it was yesterday night. Sencom. Uh, you uploaded the uh, proposal to whitelist AMP Luna and B Luna to the Migalu chain. So stake Luna LSTs burn whale. That's going to be the first um, alliance, uh, as far as I know, um, 
first asset asset listing from a right? okay yeah first asset listing uh let's keep this clear um in the, in the whole cosmos so that's that's quite a mile, milestone right there are you excited i am personally so it was indeed a quite a big day um you know on tuesday we we did the chain upgrade the first real chain upgrade it went smooth so it just took us i think five minutes or less to get the upgrade done and the most important thing obviously is alliance and as nico said uh, we got the we got the proposal live now so for explanation if you look at the proposal what it means because the parameters uh, you have to set there they're a little bit confusing so what we did is um we so if those proposals pass around 2.3 percent of the whale inflation will be allocated for stakers of AMP Luna and around 2.3% will be allocated to stakers of Bone Luna. And in return, um, there is a take rate around 1% per year. So part of the Luna that you stake on Megaloo will be distributed back to whale stakers. And in return, the Luna stakers get some, um, get some whale. Yeah, yeah cool. and if I, if- if I could just comment um, on the parameters, um, obviously this is this is bleeding edge tech, right? And this is we're we're the first ones to try this. So, you know, you got to start somewhere, right? You you have to start somewhere. So we really are kind, and there's no there's no data, there's no you know, there's really nothing to go off of. So um, we're just kind of we're kind of throwing a dart to be honest um of of where to start now these could always be adjusted right and as we list new assets um we'll we'll learn as we go and we'll have more data and and um sort of empirical stuff to work with but right now you just you got to start somewhere so so that's where it is right that's that's how we're starting and we'll see it we may be you know i think these numbers are pretty conservative especially with the take rate um but that's okay right that's all right we're we're trying now what i'm really excited about right is we're we're working towards um listing the whale lsds on luna right um you know so once they and by the way tara they still need to integrate alliance they haven't done their alliance integration yet that's a chain upgrade for them so once they do that and and i i don't know when you know i'm assuming it's eminent but i don't exactly know their timetable but once they do that you know we're going to introduce um forum discussions and proposals um to whitelist b whale and amp whale um you know on on terra okay so and when that happens my you know we're, we're gonna see what happens we don't know because this again this is new but we should see a spike in demand um for whale right because initially there, there's an allocation of the staking rewards that is that is basically sent to or set aside for um this alliance listing right so so for b whale for example so if it was half percent or a percent of the of the luna staking rewards that now goes to whale right um it's going to be initially it's going to be degen yield it's going to be thousands of percent right until the um you know until it's filled and it finds an equilibrium for the market until enough b whale is staked or amp whale is staked um you know and it it finds an, an equilibrium um apr basically right but 
until you know that that should suck up a lot of whale right and and basically spike demand for whale tokens um and and really you know just kind of get us you know cross help us cross a threshold of of sort of recognition and and where we're where we should be you know um so this is one of the things that and and then as we as we make other alliances and other deals with other chains and um and b whale and amp whale get listed as um as whitelisted assets on other chains we should see the same principle at work here right but luna is a big one Terra, Terra is a big one. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to see how, um, how just the market dynamics of, of Alliance plays out. You know, I think it's going to be very interesting to watch. Super exciting. Uh, maybe to st uh, take a little step, uh, step back uh, regarding the uh, take rate and stuff like that, uh, that might maybe confuse people who didn't hear, hear about it yet so sandcom maybe you can explain like how the whole process works um how the take rate is going to affect your yield um and stuff like that sure so um going with the example um of luna again and uh, let's say you have a hundred bone luna and you stake this on megaloo after a year you will only have 99B Luna. Now, keep in mind, this is a liquid staking asset. So your actual Luna is still increasing because Luna yield is, I think, 18% right now, APR. So we're taking 1% of the principal and redistribute that to the whale stakers. And in return, so there's your cost. So when you stake to Migaloo, 1% of your Luna will be taken away from you over the course of a whole year. Well, and again, keep in mind, there is still yield from the liquid staking asset itself. And in return for um, the loss, um, you get whale tokens. So in total, 2.3% um, of the whole whale inflation will be directed to the um, bone luna stakers. And then it, it's a market dynamic. So you, know, you have a cost, the take rate, and you have a yield, the, the staking rewards. And it just, um, you know, we just have to wait and see how the market prices this. Um, maybe, you know, at a rate one to one, maybe at a rate, you know, 10 to one, who knows? So um, given the current prices of Luna and uh, Whale and the parameters we set for the proposals, um, I expect anything from, you know, 20K Luna to uh, 100K Luna moving into Migaloo, depending on how the market prices um, the whole situation. Yeah. And, I, you know, I think that that was a great explanation. Right. And even just to kind of drill down just a little bit more, because I think you um, you made a good example. If if you stake, let's say, 100 amp Luna um, to, to Migaloo. Right. One after we whitelist, let's say you stake 100 amp Luna. Um, do we know what's what is the APR on states? Eight. Um, eight. Okay. So 18. So you're so after a year, 
right? That, that Luna would be worth, you know, you'd, you'd have earned 18 Luna say, right. But then you'd, you'd only have 99 amp Luna, right? So you're, it's costing you 1%. So instead of earning 18 Luna for that year, you're earning, you know, say 16 and a half Luna or, or something to, to that, to that effect. Right. So that's the take rate, right? So you're still earning most of your Luna rewards. Um, but then you're also earning whale on top of that. And you're earning, a, a you know, an allocation of the whale staking rewards. That's going to um, the APR will be balanced out by the market based on how many people, um, how many Ambluna is staked to whale. Right. So either way, you're you're double dipping. Essentially, you're getting your Luna. You're getting your Luna APR, your staking rewards from Luna, and then you're also getting your whale staking rewards. So, and um, to to close the circle here, um, this is from the perspective, or Sebastian just explained um, alliance from the perspective of Luna. Now, from the perspective of whale, you obviously get less inflation because we're directing four point seven percent towards the Luna LSTs, but in return, you will earn Luna. And um, as we expand the alliance to more assets in the future, this is what, you know, initially we, we talked about. You stake whale, you earn the cosmos. You will earn Atom and Juno and Injective. And, you know, all these, Luna, obviously, all these cool assets just by staking whale. And that is really interesting. And again, we have to wait and see how this plays out in terms of, in terms of actual yield and APR because there are so many moving pieces here so it's hard to put a guesstimate on it but nevertheless um, once the proposals pass and luna um, is staked on Megaloo, the whale stakers will start earning amp luna and buoy luna yeah so so again where this is headed right and what we want to pioneer as a chain and i know other people are are adopting alliance and integrating alliance and that's fine but here's where we're going right you can stake your whale right you can you can stake your your whale to our chain to migaloo chain and eventually right let's say three months six months whatever um you know maybe sooner as fast as we could do it but you will stake whale and you will earn a basket of cosmos assets and all of the apex assets right so by staking your bag of whale you got a bag of whale it's staked to migaloo you are now earning not only the whale inflation right not only the whale staking rewards but you're earning adam right um lsds of adam luna injective juno chihuahua um you know and and any other one that that our community deems worthy right but you are earning a basket of cosmos assets and you're just accumulating them by staking your whale tokens i think that's pretty cool right and i think it's worth it's worth experimenting on so that's that's what you can expect from from staking your whale and one other thing to mention is it's also like a really cool reinforcing cycle because uh, the more assets we whitelist, uh, probably the higher um, the whale token price goes and the higher the staking APR gets for external assets and the more assets enter the ecosystem. So, um, so I think that there's a really interesting 
positive feedback loop here, um, which which is going to play out, where uh, all all these assets um, or the whale, the increasing whale token price will in, increase also the staking demand of uh, external assets. So so that's really cool. Any any other thoughts to to the alliance module, guys? Well, I think I think that's a great point um, that you make. It's there. There is a positive feedback loop. I almost see it as a flywheel effect, right? And again, we're speculating because we we don't know. We don't know yet. We'll see. But in theory, you could get a you could get a little flywheel going. Where yes, you're we're whitelisting an asset. It's causing a it's spiking demand. It's causing a price increase. It's increasing staking rewards. We're whitelisting another asset. You know, and and so on and and so forth so um again very interesting market dynamics um at play here and it's going to be it's going to be fun seeing seeing how it all shakes out nice uh sencom did you want to say something or no yeah just some closing words so um i think alliance really you know is as the germans say is um, fist in eye it just it's a very good match to to our model and i believe that um this will have a very positive effect on the whole ecosystem, draw a lot of assets onto Megalo, a lot, a lot of different assets, and help us with our interchain liquidity vision. I think that, that just works out perfectly fine. And um, what's also very interesting, as Sebastian earlier said, is that we're working together with other chains, among them you know, Terra and Chihuahua, so that they can enable Alliance as well and whitelist whale as a stakeable asset. So there you will have an additional yield opportunity by taking your liquid whale in form of amp or bone whale and move it, for example, to Chihuahua to earn your favorite meme token or to Luna to earn, or to Terra to earn Luna. And I think this will really um, align the ecosystem to an extent that, um, to, to a strong extent, and yeah, very exciting. Cool. Uh, so one last thing regarding the timeline. So in six days, it will be the proposals will go through, hopefully, and then you will be able to uh, stake your amp Luna and B Luna and earn whale. Right? There's there's not much more to it. So in six days, uh, that will be possible, right? Days. Um, the inflation won't be turned on for another seven days after that. That is to give everybody a fair chance to, you know, get comfortable in his seat, stake his Luna, and not some, um, you know, early fishes you know, or early birds taking up all the yield. So after the proposal has passed, staking is enabled. And after seven days, then the whale starts flowing and the Luna in the other direction. Okay, staking enabled in six days, earning inflationary rewards um, in 13 days then. All right. Cool. Uh, sounds good. Sounds good. Um, any any other news uh, you have on the product side, Sancom? Sure. So one of the features we've been really working hard on lately is staking for the satellite markets or how we call it bonding so as we talk more about this i want to clear up three terms here that we use when we talk about staking 
that's referring to staking your whale on the Migaloo chain. When we talk about bonding, then we mean taking your liquid staked whale and bonding it to a satellite market, earning the yield. And when we talk about locking, we mean locking LP token for the incentives. So that cleared out um, the, the bonding feature. So that means you can take your liquid staked whale, move it to Injective, to Juno, to Chihuahua, to wherever you like, and stay or bonded to our satellite market and earn the real yield of the respective ecosystem th that our application produces there. And that feature, I, I tried to get it, or we tried to get it out um, to external testing this week, but probably it will be next week. So early access will open early next week, most likely. And then as soon as you know, we aren't lay last kings out, it will hit mainnet open for everybody. And what does this mean? So what does this feature mean for, for White Whale and, and the whole community? This means that we have completed the first version of our cash flow. Our satellite markets, they have been producing and accumulating revenue almost for nine months now, depending on which chain. Every swap, there's a fee taken. Every flash loan, there's a fee taken. And those have been accumulating for you know, a long time now. And with the, with the bonding, you'll be able to move your liquid state whale and get access to that. And this is really, you know, the satellite market makes revenue and now the whale holders can take it. And how can you envision this, how, how it's going to look like? So there will be a tab on our app. It's called, what we call dashboard. And there you will just be able to, like you can do a swap. There's just a button, bond. And then you can bond your LP tokens, or not your LP tokens, sorry, your liquid staked whale. And once a day, there will be a buyback and distribution of revenue, and then you can claim that. So what you have to, you know, when you visualize this, so we have our satellite markets now on five chains. Actually, it's six, but we haven't announced the sixth one yet. Um, but let's go with five chains and potentially, you know, dozens in the future. And every, every one of these single markets makes revenue. And once we have the product released you know, in, in the coming um, one or two weeks, then every day on every satellite market, no matter, no matter how many there will be, there will be a buyback of fee of whale using the fees that the market generated and a distribution to whale stakers. So imagine it like constant buy pressure every day on every chain we're on and distribution to whale stakers. That's what we're looking. That's what we're looking at in the in the coming coming weeks. Yeah, that that sounds really exciting and uh, I'm I'm really looking forward to this one because it makes the white whale dap a complete product. So it it's in is in on of itself coherent in that way that you can finally earn the real yield of the satellite market um the, the next uh, big 
piece that is missing then will be the interchain liquidity, which is also coming. But uh, um, with staking to the to the satellite markets, the, really the circle closes there, and uh, it should be also like a huge driver for whale demand, I think, because um, staking whale to the chain, earning rewards, and then move your uh, or um, uh, in form of an LST and then move it over to the satellite markets and earning real yield on top of that. I think that that's a that's a ki killer feature right there. So um, yeah, Re really cool to hear. Um, any any updates on the? Yeah, you want to say something? Yeah, um, if the audience is interested, I can you know lose a couple of more words. Um, how the rollout will look like and what the feature actually looks like. Sure, let's do it. Okay, so how how will the, the bonding work? As I said, every day, all the fees that the satellite market has accumulated will be aggregated, and then they will be used to buy back whale from the open market. So constant buy pressure every day on every satellite market, and then distributed to um, the liquid staked, liquid whales, liquid staked whale bonders on the satellite market. Now I got it. So we have a couple of, um, I think, unique features in, in this model that I'd like to uh, discuss a little bit. So first, the longer you stake, or sorry, the longer you bond your tokens, the higher your multiplier will be. So let's say you bond 10 tokens. Then as soon as you do this, you have a weight of 10. But after half a year, roughly, you will have 20 weight. So then, so that encourages long-term bonding to the satellite market, and the longer you bond, the more, you know, the more value you will get from the satellite market, market percentage-wise. And I think that encourages, you know, long-term alignment to the project, and it also evens the playing field a little bit for those um, of you who've been, you know, with us for a long time and will be, you know, the first to use the product you'll have a fair chance against, you know, the big guys coming in later. And I think that's um, a very cool thing. And another thing that is a little bit controversial, but I think it is interesting um, that we have put in here is that there is a, what we call a fee forward past. So what does it mean? That means that those who don't claim their tokens for, you know, after a specific time, those rewards will be made available for claim for everybody else. So let's say I bond my tokens there. I have, you know, 10 whale in reward and I don't claim them for two weeks, for example. Then Sebastian, who's also bonding whale there, he will be able to claim part of my tokens. So next question, obviously, why do we want to do this? And the answer is very simple. We want to reward kind of like a gamified um, experience where activity is rewarded. So if you're active, you can claim not only your tokens, but also the tokens of the inactive people. And, and that creates a dynamic where... Um, how do I describe it? Um, where activity is rewarded and inactivity is disincentivized. 
And in essence, it's, um, you know, yeah, everybody's holding an, a knife, knife at each other's throat. And if you don't claim your tokens, other people can claim it. And that means that, maybe for context here, so one of the biggest problems in DeFi is debt capital sucking up a lot of rewards. The best example on Osmosis, you know, people who have LP'd uh, almost two years ago, they still get rewards. Even though they lost their wallet, they, they're not in crypto anymore, whatever, they're still earning rewards. So here, um, this is not possible. And the fact is that active users will, be, will have a significantly higher APR because all those who are not actively claiming their tokens will get nothing. So again, you know, rewarding activity and early commitment and disincentivizing inactivity and coming late. And just, yeah. Yeah, and I, just to comment on this too, um, you know, it's it's not like we, we, we have yet to set the exact parameters, but it's not like you're going to have to claim every day, right? That's not, we, we don't want a sort of redundant situation happening where you just have to have to claim so often that it, that it becomes annoying. Um, you know, we, we want to eliminate dead capital, like he said. So people who have been gone for months who have left crypto or, or lost wallets or whatever, they you know, that capital is not sitting idle there. And yes, we want to reward the active users who are engaged with the protocol. That's, um, that's the spirit behind this, right? And I think, I think Sencom described it well. Thank you. And um, just a last note on, um, on how we're going to release this. So we're releasing the, the bonding, you know, as I said, fairly soon we're going into external testing you know any any day now and then once we release it to the public everybody will be able to bond their liquid whale to um, the satellite markets of their desire and we will roughly wait a week maybe two until we turn on the the buybacks and the reward distribution simply because we want to make sure that everybody gets a fair chance to um, position himself accordingly and um, reap those rewards. Because as I said earlier, the, the satellite markets have been running for a long time now and they've accrued lots of rewards. And those rewards will be claimable in the first buyback and reward distribution. There's thousands of dollars lying around just waiting to be, you know, to be used to buy back whale and to you know, be distributed to the state or to the bonders. And we want to make sure that everybody has a fair chance to grab something or a piece of that pie. That's why we will release the stake or the, the bonding first. And then after a week or two, we will turn off the buybacks. Yeah. Um, hey, guys, I got to jump off. I got another meeting, but I'm sure you can handle this. Um, it's good to see everybody. Bye-bye. So, yeah, cool. That's, that's the bonding upgrade. Um, real quick regarding the... The incentives, so that's that's still cooking. Um, it's a it's a little bit behind compared to um, the bonding, but still we're doing our best to ship this as fast as possible. Um, so I see um, a question here: uh, Can we vote on governance with LSD Luna on Migaloo? No. Yeah. So. Um, and the the way the governance works is that 
you you have to stake your whale tokens to to the chain actually right so um exactly yeah so no, uh, yeah. the lines assets do not have any voting rights they they earn inflation um but they cannot participate in governance yeah so if you want to participate in whale governance you can do three things either you stake your whale and then you vote or your validator votes for you or you use you know amp lunar or or amp whale or bone whale and the protocol the liquid staking protocol um does its thing okay cool um what's gonna happen with the guardians nfts um right now they're a little bit on, on the back burner simply because you know we have i i think features in in the works that benefit the ecosystem and you know the you guys more than you know, taking care of the nfts right now um but as soon as more resources get available um we, we have some some ideas um how to bring the nft collection back to life and just to give you a hint so um backbone labs is building an nft marketplace on our chain so yeah uh i i think that cover covers it quite well so uh stay tuned on that one uh, not our priority right now but uh yeah um as soon as we get to it we will we will enable some some pretty cool use case for it um yeah uh, by the way if uh, anyone from the audience wants to come up uh, ask questions on stage feel free to do so request to speak i'll get you up on stage and then you can you can ask your questions um little update from the business development side so um i've been personally working on getting whale listed on osmosis so that is coming in hot um we are waiting on the osmosis side right now um so they they have to uh list our asset on the on the uh, osmosis chain on the osmosis decks but uh, then we can open up a pool and we will uh, in incentivize this pool uh, quite heavily so uh, that that's going to be exciting um it's going to be an osmo whale pool and um after we incentivize it uh, from our side we actually gonna um post a proposal an osmosis proposal that uh, osmosis is going to match our um liquidity incentives and um that's also a, a call to action essentially for you guys uh, because the most of you i assume uh, are also osmo holders uh, to to vote in favor for the um matching matching proposal on the liquidity incentives because um that's that's going to be a huge one we want this to be like our liquid liquid whale pool um that that is available to the whole cosmos and um also it, it will guess uh, get us finally a coin gecko listing so that's pretty exciting so um yeah but i but i think uh, if you're attending the spaces <laughs> you're you're pretty excited about whale anyway and want this to happen so yeah um we we'll, we will keep you posted on that uh, look out for the proposal um we'll tweet it out as soon as it's live um yeah appreciate your help there um any uh we got uh cosmos joe up welcome cosmos joe how are you 
Great. I just have a question. I, I jumped on a little bit late. Um, I just wanted to make sure the information's clear on my end about the liquid staking derivatives being able to bond them in a pool to earn yield while the whale is staked. Can we get the LSDs on the Migaloo chain or do we have to swap for them in the, uh, the satellite DEXs? Um, real quick, so you don't or you won't be able to bond your liquid staked whale to a pool. You will be able to bond it to the whole satellite market. So as I see you it. bond your AMP whale, you will benefit from every swap that happens and every flash loan that happens. Regarding your second question, um, you can do both. Um, as I said repeatedly, you can get the full white whale and Migaloo experience without ever touching Migaloo. You can either um, you know, buy whale, move it to Migaloo, liquid stake it there, and then move it to the satellite market of your desire and bond it there. Or if you're, a, let's say, a Juno Maxi, you can just buy um, liquid whale or liquid staked whale directly on Juno because we have those pools everywhere. Right. Okay. Can you can you link up top the um, the UI for the um, staking page for for Migaloo? Sure. We can do this. Uh, you you mean the the Silk Node um, interface? Yeah, those are hard to find for some people. I've had people DM me asking me, hey, how do I stake? How do I do this? And I, I send them the links, but I'll, I'll collect them all in one, maybe one tweet and I'll send them out just so people can find it easily. Oh, cool. Maybe yeah, real I'll... quick. So the, the best way to interact with um, you know, our app and Migaloo and everything around it is, in fact, not Kepler, but Terra Station or Station Wallet because Station Wallet allows you to to vote on all Migaloo proposals. It allows you to um, stake your tokens. It allows you to interact with our application and with the applications of our partners. And it also allows you to seamlessly work with the TFM bridge, which we have now linked in our application, where you can send whale back and forth between the chains. Okay, cool. So the next video I make for you guys will definitely be using a wallet other than Kepler. So I'll I'll play around with that in the next couple of days. Appreciate it. You will like it. Oh, I'm sure I will. Yeah, but the Terra Station is actually pretty intuitive. Um, yeah. Welcome, Bossa Nova. How, how are you doing? Hello, guys. Doing all right. Thank you. Do, do you have uh, any updates for us on the, on the bot side? Uh, I I seen you uh, published a tweet this week. Uh, you're getting famous now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm getting Twitter famous. Uh, well, we just launched the um, the the order book uh, AMM bot on 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 Injective. I mean, it's been running for a few few weeks now. I made uh, actually some some nice profits there. Trying to get that into shape so we can implement it in the uh, the open source repo. Uh, requires some testing still. It's it's it seems pretty nice. I think it's uh, it's gonna be profitable for people. It's gonna be nice also because I think with Astroport uh, and what will launch on Injective and Injective is probably gonna expand on the markets in Helix uh, or the book as well. So I think it's gonna be some nice opportunities there. Uh, I hope to get this sorted like in the next few weeks. 
Uh, I will also update the docs for this so people can just follow the docs and you know see if they can make uh, some profits along the way. Uh, then there's a lot of other stuff coming up that uh, like uh, we just published an update on the release branch of our, our repository so people can also use the AMM, AMM decks, or uh, bot, sorry, uh, on Injective now. So it supports the Injective client, which was a, a pain in the ass to implement, but it's implemented now. So you don't have to do anything for this. You just have to change the environment variable and you can spin up the bot. And, uh, you know, it works on the Injective, so you can R between Astroport and the white whale deck, so that's that's something's coming up, and you know a lot of new new stuff. But you know, there's only so many times so the list goes on and on. I was thinking about just listening to to uh, Sandcom talk about this staking claim stuff, like like uh, that should benefit active users to claim. I immediately thought like we should make a bot to do does this, so people can like enable a bot, and maybe use war protocol or something. Yeah, sure. Um, that would work too. Um, but but really, the thing is, um, what this you know this fee forward pass allows us is to distribute the the revenue of the satellite markets to the active claimers. And the active claimer could be a bot, but the bot still needs to be active, needs to be maintained, it needs to pay fees. Which again, you know, we have these burn mechanisms. Yeah, yeah. So um, exactly, it's exactly. a lot of problems for us. Even yeah. though there are still, you know, convenient solutions that people can build around. Yes. Yeah. yeah, definitely. So I was just, uh, I was just, I mean, these are some some small updates on the bots end. So if people have questions, you know, feel free to uh, hit me up or request to speak, and uh, I'm here. Right. Yep. Yeah. Uh, cool. Uh, just one one quick question, actually. Um, would you mind? Because I think not everybody is a bot expert in here. <laughs> so uh, could you either Bossanova or Sencom maybe explain real quick, like what is this AMM CLOP arbitrage? What is this AMM AMM arbitrage? How that uh, how can this play out on injective? Uh, explain a little bit of the bot dynamics here, um, maybe so uh, people get a little bit of context. You want this, Bossanova? It's up to you, man. Yeah, go ahead. All right. So first, the bot we launched like a, a, a few months ago, or open source at least, is the AMM AMM uh, arbitrage bot. Uh, basically, what it does is searches for uh, arbitrage MEV opportunities between two like um, uh, AMM dexes, autom automated market makers, which are like the pools on on, on Astroport and on, on White Whale and on uh, Windex as well. So they're like the, the automated market makers. Um, they all follow the same kind of formula, the the constant product formula. So you can search. So that's why why people searching for MEV are called search searchers. So we kind of search like the memory pool of of the nodes. So before some transaction hits the chain state we already try to like predict what kind of arbitrage this this uh like this whale swap or whatever will uh, <clears throat> will lead to so we're trying to trade that and that make that that you know leads to arbitrage so you get a little bit of profits so this is the amm amm bot so only what it does it just keeps checking all the dexes available 
on a specific chain and compares like prices of the same asset, right? So see, so if like Juno USDC is priced differently on on White Whale and on um, and on Windex, you you can you can add the price to make a profit. So it 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 also ensures like efficient market. Uh, now the difference between the uh, like the AMM uh, AMM bot and the AMM uh, order book is that an order book has like market makers, people that are uh, uh, creating uh, limit orders, yes, yeah, so buy or sell orders, and um, people that you know market takers that that like uh, uh, that trade on it, right? That 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 settle or that fill the orders, right? So you you can market buy something, for instance. Now the difference is basically the f the formula behind this. So the, so on an AMM AMM bot, we know the formula, which is like the constant product versus the constant product. So you can like do some math there, and then you come up with a number that you could trade to make the maximum amount of profit. Um, for the order book, you don't really have this formula, right? So the formula is is like the orders. If you want to buy, uh, say we know that like the price of Juno is is like a dollar on on the white whale. And we and we see the price or like the market price currently is is a dollar ten or something on on like whatever helix or on an order book. You need to know like um, how much can I trade to maximize my profits if I buy this Juno on white whale with 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 USDC and I immediately sell it on the order book. Now you can do this manually, of course. You can just See like, hey, there's a price difference. I'm gonna buy like a hundred bucks of Juno, and I'll try to trade it on Helix, and you know, see how much profit I can make. But you know, you'll probably be front run by the bots. So, um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so basically, that's 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 what it does. So it automatically matches the the outstanding limit orders of people to what we could trade on on a AMM. And then you know it tries to maximize profits that way. So it's a bit different. The, the the most important thing is that we want to do this all atomically, meaning we want to ensure the profits. We don't want to take any risks. So we we buy and sell in the same transaction. If we can't do this, we, we you have the risk of, of you know delta risk, so price difference. So you say you you spread like your transaction. Or say you want to buy Juno and sell Juno, but you don't do it in the same transaction. You have the risk of buying Juno, but not being able to sell it for the price you 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 wanted, right? Because something changed on the order book, and then you're basically a bag holder of Juno. So we we want to ensure this is all delta neutral. Um, yeah. So it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't a, a short explanation. It was a pretty long explanation, but I hope uh, we clarified a bit. But nevertheless, thank you very much for the explanation. And for context, um, why are we doing this? So why, why is Bossanova building this? And the reason is, every time an, the bot sees an opportunity and makes a trade, it takes a flash loan. And every time there's a flash loan, there's a fee. And as I explained earlier, that fee will, go, will be used to buy back whale and be distributed back to the bonders of the satellite market. And every time the bot trades using a flash loan, it usually trades through one of our DEXs. And then it makes a swap there. Yeah, so and it's really good engagement for us. 
Yeah, so exactly. And it's also, I forgot to mention, it's also utilizing Skip protocol if possible. So we're building a lot with Skip guys. They're also launching, they also launch an injector. Um, so basically, we the bot currently works like you can do it without the memory pool. So basically, doing like the safest R possible, but you'll probably never find opportunity. And you can also do it with Skip. So you can search for MEV and then send a bundle to skip saying hey i want to pay x amount for to see my transaction succeed say next next block and uh, yeah so i think we're kind of you know some some protocols are swimming with the whales and we're also kind of swimming with the skip guys uh, a little bit so really interesting okay uh, i saw jg from from backbone labs coming up here um how are you doing hey guys good morning i'm good I'm good. I'm excited. Uh, have you guys seen this price on the token, on the whale token? It's ripping. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just call it what it is. It's ripping. I think this Yeah, is I think go. we're <laughs> above 3x now from the bottom yeah. like two weeks ago. I bought it at not not eight. I bought 100, 102,000 of these tokens for like 800 bucks. I was like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. It was good. I found it good. <laughs> Early bird so catches the worm. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, Backbone Labs, what are we up to? We have a, a new thing that we're working on called Necropolis. Uh, this is the, the NFT market that we are going to assimilate to uh, host the sales for the managing Gravedigger collections. And uh, we have Gravedigger deployments. We're following White Whale, right? So we're getting collections. We're making partnerships. We're deploying these LSDs. And we're using them with these NFT communities. And uh, so we see a big hole in the NFT market. I feel that a lot of these markets, though, like one of the things that we're going to be doing is because uh, because we have these grave diggers paired, we're playing around with these other fee systems uh, or lack of them, right? Because we have other ways of, of creating revenue that other marketplaces might not be able to have. And the other thing is, is that I also want to try to think about maybe ways to assist in... Uh, making whale deflationary through some of our products as well. So <clears throat> that would help accelerate the process, right? I think we can find a well, way to that's, do that. That's alpha dropping here. I am right? very excited, and I didn't know this as well. And I have a couple of questions for you, JG. Um, yeah, brother. With, with Alliance, you know, you, I assume you saw, I know you saw, I, I messaged you, the, the listing proposal for, for B Luna on Migalu. And as we discussed in, in previous spaces, there will be, you know, other listing proposals to enable other, you know, B assets, bone assets from different chains. How do you see this playing out out for the B tokens and the grave diggers and um the NFT collections behind it? How do you see this um you know well we're, you know we're we're really, really excited because I see okay, so we're calling our I'm just gonna drop it. We're we're calling our our NFT marketplace, uh, the Necropolis, right? We got this dead theme going, might as well stick with it. Uh, it'll be, have a launch pad, it'll have all these things. We look to be like a cross, Whale will basically be not only an LSD hub on White Whale, but then we're gonna be an NFT cross-chain hub. Like we're, we're hoping to have these managing collections to manage these different grave diggers on all these different chains selling on nft necropolis this gives everybody exposure to these different revenue sharing yield bearing systems and jpegs which i think is, is a lot of fun 
And it becomes like this cross-pollinization hub of the IBC where people can, you know, use these yield-bearing assets to, I, you know, I'm looking forward to Black Panther, DeFi. They're coming up with a bunch of strategies. They said that they would literally make strategies for every B asset we have. Like if so, we keep putting them out. They're like, we're excited to make different combinations, different strategies, different bolts on all the different, you know, combinations you could do. I mean, I, I'm not even sure. Like if we have 10 B tokens, like the possibilities of what you can start to do with these things gets really weird, especially with all the alliance modules. Like it's definitely above my math pay grade. I'm just going to say that right now, right? I'm an NFT degen. I like to validate on chains. That's really, I really focus on, you know, but I know that the next level, we're about to have all the tools, all the utilities, and whales about to really like start to go into the EVM like officially, right? Like, isn't that the whole, the whole kick? Polkadot, Avalanche, isn't that the next? Aren't you already there? <laughs> or am I talking too much? <laughs> <laughs> no, we're, we're getting closer. We're moving towards the outer, the outskirts of the ecosystem. Um, so as the gates open, we will be standing there. So that's, that's indeed very exciting. So one of the things I think I should say is we're in a process right now. One of the things that we're trying to do is we're making partnerships or we're seeking partnerships with NFT brands that understand the importance of having cross-chain exposure, right? So if there is a strong collection on, say, let's say like Solana or Polygon, and they want to open a, a, you know, a Chihuahua or the Juno or the Injective or the Comdex, like we're going to have a bunch of these opportunities where if NFT projects think that they want to launch a sub collection to manage the grave digger, this presents like a real opportunity for their brand to also have like serious utility. And then this is why I say it'll become this cross pollinization of activity, hopefully on backbone labs, because you'll have, you know, your grave digger tab, which will have all these LSDs, which we're hoping to, to put, you know, make them all borrowable assets. I want you to be able to borrow stables against every B token we make. That's my goal. And then on the same site you can also buy sell trade stake vote for your collection and your grave digger like i think it look it starts to be fun finance again right pretty quickly uh, i totally agree and i mean who doesn't like jpegs that print money i mean that's just amazing that's why we need to find partners who are willing to make the collections for us because technically i don't want to it'll be a security like we make if we make the product and the utility and we and then we're seeking partnerships uh with community partnerships it's a whole it it's it's safer for everybody <laughs> you know because we're dancing if you have yield yeah, assets right? sense. It's, you're da you're dancing a fine line for sure and so one of the, i talked to after having seeking some legal counsel they were like look if you're not the creator of the collection and you're just offering this as like a side feature well, then it's not really on you, right? I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> so we're trying to make it like we're, we're trying to make it so it, it's uh, fully legal to everybody and uh, that everybody's safe and that we can all have fun and trade NFTs and maybe get loans out on them. Would, wouldn't like self-repaying loans from your JPEGs be really cool too? It would be quite a nice feature, yeah. And talking about NFTs and, and fun, Robo, I see you in the audience. Uh, why don't you come up? Yeah, get him up here. Oh, does he come? I don't know. I don't know. He'll get up here. He'll find his way up here. Maybe he's on his <laughs> yeah. laptop and he doesn't have his, uh, maybe he's not on his phone. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I just sent him a, 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 a
the station, man. Honest to God, JJ, I feel like I, it's like what? It's 1 a.m. I feel like I've had like 15 cans of Red Bull. I've only listened to you like for five minutes again. You have this effect on people, don't you? Man, the energy. You know, I love this stuff, dude. I love it. I was hooked. Uh, I think that we have this golden opportunity to uh, re-educate the space and to shape the space, right? A lot of people got shook out. The only the real people are really here. The ones who are really building are really here. And I'm trying to surround myself with the smart people, the passionate people. And, you know, this is this is where it's happening. Like, I know this is where it's happening. JJ, on the, on the legal side, I heard what you're saying there about the creators, blah, blah, blah. So let's say hypothetically that you had creators that were a DAO and that DAO was legally like registered as like, say like something like a Panamanian, uh, a Panam Panamanian uh, foundation that was like completely legit, like legal in every jurisdiction in the world, like got no problems. Like that's the kind of thing that you guys would go for, right? Uh, yeah, that sounds, that sounds interesting. I would definitely if, look into if you've got uh, any, with any no ways baggage. of protecting ourselves. If you've got creators with no baggage, I'm saying. If you've got creators with yeah, no baggage. 100%. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. That's always that's always a plus. That's always a plus, for hundred percent. I agree. I'm a, I I love the way that sounds. I, I just want to you know call out the elephant in the room here. So I think the raccoons they would be a prime candidate for one of the grave digger NFT collections. I think I'm gonna be honest. You know, I asked Robo. I'll be tell Robo. You'll be telling the offer because of the Juno thing, or what do you want to do? <laughs> it, it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. I mean, guys, we're we're struggling to keep up with the evolution of what's happening with Rack FM, right? We're really like trying to like. You know, but it's not easy. Everyone's got like in real life jobs and like we're getting there though. We will get there, but we believe in the vision. Listen to you guys tonight, man. The energy, the enthusiasm, the drive, the like like what you and it's it's not about getting rich. This is what fucking like I've realized with like speaking personally to like Sen and JG, it's not about getting rich, like guys. It's about providing like facilities to people who want to like change their lives or, or do something or get better or improve. Or it's like, these guys don't give a fuck about anything except accelerating the entire blockchain community in any way they can. And they're not stop like guys. I'm, I'm a myth. These two guys, mind for me, have been a revelation in the last couple of weeks. Like I'm so inspired mind. It's really awesome. The, the energy uh, transpires for sure. For sure. Um, yeah. Any anything else we we didn't cover today, guys? Well, let's give a little something. update on the rewards yeah. distributions because I, you know, there's people who want to know about the hubs and those contracts. They're almost up, right? Can you give a touch on that? Um, you mean the liquidity incentives, or do you mean the, the revenue the, fair with the, No, the one for the uh, the sorry, the reward distribution contracts for the hubs for uh, ah yeah the LPs. yeah yeah. yeah. Yeah, we covered this earlier real quick, but I'm happy to touch on it um, for those of you who just joined. So um, we're very close to opening up for external testing. So um, JG, uh, you will soon receive a link from me where you can play around with the new feature on Testnet. And um, in an essence, every satellite market makes revenue on every swap, on every flash loan, and the fees will be aggregated and used to buy back whale. And that whale will be then distributed to the state or to the, to the stakers on the satellite market. So right now we have five, you know, actually it's six, but let's go with five satellite markets. 
and every satellite market is making revenue and the revenue will be used every day to buy back whale and distribute it into the stakers. And really we're looking at, you know, external testing for the UI, you know, tomorrow, maybe, maybe on Monday. And then um, hopefully there are not too many bucks. And then we, you know, shoot it out for, for the public right away. So I'm personally excited. I would like to say I would like to say that as soon as that happens, you know, right now I think there's because uh, I think there's still the B Luna rewards are still at Astroport being sent there because they have the only system still to accept it. But as soon as this is live, we will be canceling and transferring the B Luna emissions. And this is where we're going. Everywhere that we're making our LP pools is going to be on the white whale hubs. We're not even interested in Dexter. I'm not interested in Astroport. I'm not interested in any of those other things. They are so far behind the eight ball. Everybody, they don't even realize it. They are all playing catch up to what Megaloo's already achieved and White Whale's already achieved. And, and here's something nice to, to chew on, JG. So um, there, there's a positive feedback loop. So every time, well, let's start with the LP. So um, you guys have the grave diggers, and there's LP in our. Um, in the Whitehall decks on the respective chains. And the bone asset can be used as a stakeable asset on Migalu. So, and, and, and the higher the, the whale price, the more B assets will be moved to Migalu and the deeper the liquidity will be. And the deeper the liquidity of those pools will be, the more fees will be generated by swaps, the higher the demand. But here, here comes the catch. The higher um, the, higher the swap, swap volume, the trading volume of the B assets, the higher is the buyback of whale. And the higher the buyback, the higher the price. And the higher the price, the more demand there will be to stake the B assets on Megaloo. So there's really a lot of positive feedback cycles in the whole okay, system. Okay, so let me ask you something. We're just kickstarting here. Let me ask you something. And so do we almost have a positive uh, feedback loop in the sense that the more uh, B assets in the Gravedigger, the more that we reward the LP providers on the White Whale hubs, right? So in Correct. that sense, it's like a turbocharging effect from the Gravediggers directly to these hubs and providing LP. Yeah, it is. Yeah, totally correct. So the more your, the Gravediggers are utilized, the higher the um, you know, payout to the LPers the more liquidity is attracted, the more deeper the liquidity will be, more swap volume, more fees, higher whale price, more demand for B assets, and the circle continues. So yeah, that's quite exciting. Just one of the many things I'm very excited about that are just, you know, it's not like it's happening soon and then it never happens. The Lions proposal is, is live. So it, it's going to happen real soon. So I'm very excited about seeing how this shapes out. This is even too bouncy for our Ponzi Ninja, though. <laughs> I think he likes it. <laughs> what do you think? Who, who, <laughs> who, who, who implemented the token mechanics here? <laughs> um, I have one thing to touch on because I've you know, heard those questions a lot in the Discord lately regarding circulating supply and total supply and you know, whale tap. So um, I'd like to address that for, for a moment here. So current total supply is 600 million and two, so 602 million. 
why 602? So we started with 600 million tokens and there is no cap. There is a predictable inflation of exactly 4% per year, not 4.1, not 3.9, exactly 4. The APR, you know, it's, it's derived by you know, how many people stake. And, and right now, I think the APR is at around 15, 15%. So anyways, so there's no hard cap on the whale token. It has a very predictable inflation. That's the first thing I, I heard a lot. Um, before, you know, people start screaming, ah, it's you know, no cap tokens, Ponzi, just printing. You know, just look at how fast or how hyperinflationary most of the Cosmos chains are and still you know, were and still are. So we're not doing this. Nobody's getting inflated away. You know, 4% inflation, that's like less than the US dollar right now. So it's, it's really good. Another question, circulating supply. So how many tokens are actually out and moving? So that's a little bit tricky to calculate because it depends on your definition of what's circulating and what not. So is protocol-owned liquidity, so the liquidity that the foundation uses for the whale, bone whale pool, is that circulating? I'd say no because it's never really hitting the market because the foundation controls it and we have no intention of ever you know those tokens are specifically um, set aside for liquidity for protocol owned liquidity so is that circulating or not i don't know depends on your definition so going down that road um the if you just look at how many tokens are have been airdropped to, to you guys, to the community, and how many tokens are still vesting, for example, for Genesis validators or for team tokens. Then we're looking at 50 to 60 million tokens circulating. So if you include all the, you know, the unclaimed airdrop, if you include the protocol-owned liquidity, if you include the tokens that cannot be moved because they're still vested, then we're around 250, 300 million. Um, and another thing, you know, that has come up, come up a lot. So we have outlined our tokenomics, um, you know, quite a lot. There are medium articles, you know, you can, there are videos about it. You can read up who's getting how many tokens. You can verify it on chain in the Genesis file. So there's uh, nothing to hide here. Um, Initially, we have set aside 160 million tokens for all of our airdrops. Out of those 160 million tokens, only around 30 to 40 million have been claimed so far. So naturally, the question arises, what happens with the remaining 120, 130 million tokens? They will be, for the time being, removed out of circulation again come back to the foundation, and we will use this for liquidity incentives. So in our initial um, you know, token breakdown, we had 50 million tokens allocated for incentives, and now we have around you know, 50 million plus whatever gets unclaimed from the airdrop, so maybe 170 million, making up around a third of the total supply. And again, don't worry, we have absolutely no intentions of, you know, hyperinflating people away with liquidity incentives. 
we're going for a very sustainable approach here. But um, there will be you know ways for everybody here to you know, get some of that whale in form of LPing and then earning the rewards. And um, next question that probably arises: Why everything to liquidity incentives? Um, first of all, we have tokens allocated for in the community fund. We have ecosystem growth. We have bug bounty. So every every essential you know thing is already you know served. So we don't we don't need more tokens for for um, bug bounty products or something. But liquidity that's really a make it or break it point for the protocol. And even though you know the teams we're building with like like Backbone Labs, they have sustainable models or they're going to have sustainable liquidity models, we're still, um, you know, we're still going to incentivize them to bootstrap the liquidity and to kickstart all of these positive feedback loops that we discussed on length here and in Medium articles. And that's why most, if not all, of the unclaimed airdrop tokens will be used for incentives over the next years. So there's... No hyperinflation from the chain because it's unkept, and there will be no hyperinflation because of you know crazy three hundred million APR liquidity incentives. So I hope that answered the questions that have you know come up over the last weeks. If not, please come up and let's you know answer them. Yeah, if anybody has any questions, I'm happy to answer anything you, that you don't know about what we're doing also. Wow, that, uh, yeah. I mean, that, that was a quite a good clarification. Um, a quick, just my personal opinion. I think uh, you shouldn't count like the protocol owned liquidity on, uh, on the circulating supply just because it cannot hit the market. It's not potential sell pressure for you guys. And that's really the important thing about it. Like if you buy a token, you want to have like the potential uh, dilution and the potential sell pressure that comes with it. And uh, protocol owned liquidity when it not or if it not hits the market at all, you sh in my opinion, I, I wouldn't care, you know, if if. Uh, if there is some protocol-owned liquidity that is used to kickstart a protocol um, as soon um, as, as uh, the team says, okay, um, now we we're not going to sell the protocol-owned liquidity, it, in my opinion, it's fine. You know, it's all about like these these uh, buy-in demand uh, dynamics. Uh, Robo, you you're raising your hand. Go ahead, sir. Uh, yes, bro. O only because I've been out all day and been on a space and blah, blah. But uh, I've been on a space for hours tonight. Uh, the raccoons, the smelly fucking trash panda cunts, uh, put a tweet out uh, saying about what is They've had to buy a wheel. Is that, is that, is that right? What, what's going on with the raccoons yeah, tonight? I saw, you know? I saw it. So the smelly bastards, they are launching their amplified hyper degen casino on Migaloo. No timeline given, but I I saw some contracts, you know, a couple of weeks ago. So there's some movement in the trash bin. And they're slowly buying their whale reserve in whale tokens. And um what's nice here again, you know, on a lot of these chains you have normal like you have Huawei in, in the in the reserve or you have Juno in the reserve. 
but with with backbone labs being everywhere and you know pools easily available everywhere you guys can use liquid staked whale so you can use bone whale you can use bone huawa you can use bone juno to um, top up your reserve and while that capital is just sitting as a security deposit if something goes south it's making bank so yeah that's the power don't worry bro i'm working on them don't worry i'm working on them in the background i know i know what we need to do but like you know and it let the guys like have a rest and at least like sleep for like four hours or something before you know i know i know sen i know <laughs> but jj also knows yeah you guys man honestly backbone labs what they're doing is insane and what hey, I we need to get the casino get the casino using b assets only we should try to teach the communities to transact in b assets if people held b assets all the networks would be more secure right i'm pretty sure the ibc has the capability to select whatever tokens to gas token like why don't we make b whale gas i don't know <laughs> or any well, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna ask sen a difficult question here right now sen uh watch oh, my fucking dog wait a minute what's your what's your block time sen what's your block time six seconds at the minute Damn yeah, June, six all right. second six second yeah okay. like juno right what about what about if out of nowhere uh juno did like a two second to three second block time let's say three second block time let's say the current half and then that would be like far more advantageous to the casino therefore we might be at like do the rocket game that we've had like on hold since june last year because of block time like what would you guys do with that i mean are you guys still going to retain is are there any plans to reduce your block time or not because if you could front run juno on the block time oh my god the smell would be absolutely insane in the industry like literally i didn't think i'd ever spend another fucking day on juno if you front run them on the honestly bro like literally i'm like fucking hell if migaloo front run these I mean, that's going to be so bad dude that's hilarious. <laughs> so, to be frank, um, I haven't thought about you know, reducing the block times too much. Um, so, for example, right now I'm working on the proposal to increase the, the gas fees on Migaloo. So far they have been zero. But as we want to burn the fees, um, we have to increase them first. Um, I have to think about it, but actually it, it sounds, sounds very interesting. You know, Sten, can I be honest with you? Can I be honest with you? I'll, I'll talk about this right away. We, we only noticed this. We only like really noticed with the slots. And at first, like a, a six second, like a block time on the slots, because you need to like execute and blah, blah, on the same block, etc. We all know. Uh, and then obviously we got exploited. So that's another story. But yeah, that's the, the, the whole story really behind it, right? We didn't realize that six seconds was a long time because this was like the first time we've been presented with like slots, right? And then what happened is with that attack, the flash attack, block, exploit, sorry, uh, because our code was shit, by the way. Uh, what happened after that was when we went to like, we had to go into two blocks, one for the transaction and then obviously like one for the result afterwards. Then it became, nobody wanted to play it. And what happened was, because like that's a maximum of like a 12 second block time with two blocks, but it wasn't taking the full 12 seconds. It was executing about three seconds into the second block time, like nine seconds. The slots are going round. Guys, the dopamine hit is not there. Like, we figured out this and we've discussed this, like, psychologically or what we think. A three-second block time for the slots, that's what's going to get people who lose to put more in. Like, you know, that, that addiction you've got in Vegas where it's like, right, okay, bang, bang, I lost, I lost, I lost, let's keep going. 
like the longer the block time, the more people have got to think like, what am I doing with my life? We need to take that option away from them, bro. Like the donate. <laughs> this has been the most hilarious stuff you said in a long time. <laughs> you need to What's take right that on? away from those. You've got nine <laughs> seconds. You've got nine seconds watching a raccoon pull a handle. And you're like, you're like, literally, what am I doing my fucking life? I'm in my boxer shorts. Like I'm sitting at the computer. It's fucking 6.30 a.m. And I'm watching this raccoon cunt pull a fucking handle for nine seconds. Bro, can I not go and make a cup of tea? in between me block time. Like, can I get some three-second block time so I can have some dopamine? For fuck's sake, like, literally, if you guys can front-run block time, oh, my God, you'll kill Juno. You'll bury Juno. You'll probably hire race next week. <laughs> Robo, it's always, you know, a real pleasure to have you here on stage. It's <laughs> Dude, I'm dying here. I'm, I'm dying. Sorry. That's, that's hilarious. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. I, I apologize. I shouldn't be up here, actually. Put me down as a listener. I need to shut up. But, but Robo, I have another thing for you. So one thing that can really, you know, get the crackheads playing the casino is if you can play it in any token. I mean, imagine you're in Vegas and you can trade everything. You know, your money, your pants, your shoes, everything. And, and that's something that I discussed with your devs sometime, some while ago. If they integrate our, um, our decks, You know, the players can put in whatever shit coin they like and play the game, play the slots. Doesn't matter. Bro, because it gets bro, even better. in the background. Even better. Imagine, imagine being able to play with your future staked rewards. <laughs> I mean, imagine isn't that amazing? Like... You can gamble away money you don't even have yet. I mean... <laughs> Yeah, that's, you, so right. that's so degen right there. But I'm telling you, the, the casino <laughs> guys, it. they are the only or one of the very, very, very few applications that are actually fun. You know, what, what in the cosmos, what's fun right now? You know, swapping on a deck, that's not fun. But gambling, that's fun. And if you can gamble any future yield you have that's like hyper fun and okay, then you know okay, reduce okay, block okay, times and the crackheads okay. are on okay here's a question so can all the grave digger collections that are earning calculatable yield come over to the casino and gamble their yield too fucking right the can i'll tell you yeah, what the that's what i'm talking about let's get it get the open bro the flow get the open <laughs> i think you need to consult your guests first <laughs> oh, that's gonna be crazy. That's gonna be fun. Listen, raccoon as a service is gonna happen, and I think, I think I, I said this in a tweet earlier, just recently. Our celestial home, I believe, is on White Whale because these are the Dijons. These are like they've got they've got no fucking drama, man. Of that, like, like literally, you look at these guys, and you like look at others, like you know, permissionless public smart contract platforms, and like these guys have got no baggage. Let's go. Yeah, they might want to play with the tokenomics or they might want to do this or that or whatever. But like, I'm I'm willing to go all in. Like, we're, we're a casino Dijon like NFT project. So like, why wouldn't we want to go all in on Migaloo? Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll say this. So we already front run Juno on the na native token factory, as far as I know. So, uh, uh, I mean, <laughs> the, the, the block time would only be logical in the next step, <laughs> I would guess.
Well, I can give you a timeline. I know that it's not going to be in the next upgrade or the next one after that, but it is planned for the third upgrade. So there you go. Well, maybe not now they've got Reese. I mean, he's like the biggest like autistic like dev in fucking history. This kid's got no chill, cannot stop like like 18 hours a day. Like literally, if you guys hired him, then that would probably like kill Juno. But we don't want to kill Juno because the Backbone Labs is there, the White Whale is there. We validate the chain. But still, it would be hilarious. Exactly. So outposts, send outposts. Are there, like, so all I'm hearing from people like Jake Hartnell and other people, right, and then Sonny and blah, blah, outpost, outpost, outpost. Like, can we have, like, I don't know if you've talked about it tonight, but outposts, are they the key to your future or what? Dude, you're talking with a team who, you know, invented interchain protocols, like, almost a year ago. So we've been, you know, the first interchain protocol before you know people knew what this that was even what that even means um so yeah it's the future and i'm telling you why right now everybody you know sitting i don't know comfy in a chair walking around lying in his bed with his phone somewhere in his proximity do you care on which server twitter runs or which api calls it make no you fucking don't it doesn't matter you just want to use Twitter and hope that Elon Musk is not rugging us. Same with blockchains. So where we're going is, you know, just you know, nice example with with the casino. In you know, in the not too distant future, I envision the casino to be on you know every chain you know in the Cosmos ecosystem, like we are, and then provide a unified interface to that. So it doesn't matter if you have your your funds on Juno, on on Terra, or on Chihuahua, whatever. If it's your future yield, if it's your, you know, NFT future yield, if it's, you know, money you, you loaned from your father, you know, it doesn't matter. Whatever it is, you can just use the app and it just works. And that's why you need interchain protocols. That wh- that's why you need this, these seamless integrations in, into DEXs so you can trade with anything um, that, you know, has some value. And yeah, interchain protocols, they are the future. And I am very, very happy. Then now now you're getting like really serious because you're getting into like my like turf where what I've been talking about for like a year. Well, well, I think well over a year now is that for a long time, uh, people were asking us to be a validator uh, that people were even suggesting that we launch our own chain, that you just fork, you know, someone else's code and just like quickly like do it. And the devs are like, tell you this, right. For a long, long, long time, we've had an eye on Celestia as a sovereign L2 roll-up where you can have a, a desktop application that acts like a, a like client and supports the execution of the contracts like actually on the casino in real time. And then obviously like it's settled with uh, Fuel Labs or whoever it's going to be at the settlement layer. And then, bang, it's on Celestia as that data availability level no. Like, can I ask you about that? Because if people like us, and then the raccoons will tell you the proper looking at this mind, right, about how we can just be, because that's what you're talking about, seamless integration where you don't even know you're on a blockchain. Rack's vision from day one is the casino, you'd have a desktop application, you're going to got like everything else, right? You're going to go and click on it, going to play the casino. Guys, you don't even know what wallet you're on or what blockchain or what network, nothing. You're just going to go and enjoy yourself. 
So like I said, we, we saw Celestia as being the only answer to where we wanted to go. Like, what about you guys and Celestia? Is there any tie-in? Are you, I mean, I presume you're looking at what I can offer you guys. Because you're an L1. Uh, you're an app chain. You, you run your own uh, storage infrastructure with your validators, etc. So, like, is, is Celestia going to help you change your business? Or are you going to ignore it? Or what? Um, so we have our own chain and we don't have any plans on, on moving away from that, especially with Alliance. You know, we're also looking to, um, we, we just had a call or conversation with Sunny and we're, you know, evaluating internally how we can, um, accelerate the development, maybe even, um, spare some tokens for mesh security development so we can integrate with, with it as well. You know, from Notional, um, our number one validator. Um, he even said that if chains or if teams are interested in launching their own chain, they can become a consumer chain with interchain security on Megaloo, not on the Cosmos Hub, on Megaloo. Um, and regarding Celestia now, so for us, different chains, they are a, we look at it from the perspective as, as if it was a market. So an ecosystem that we can support on different levels. Like we, we run validators there to support it on, you know, on the infrastructure level with um, you know, validation, with governance, with security, but also on the application level with the DEX, with flash loans, with you know, our partners coming with us, like Backbone Labs, with liquidity, with utility, with Alliance. And for us, Celestia is, even though the technology is very, very interesting and very cool, first of all, it's just a market for us that um, we are you know, ready to claim once it's there. It's just to clarify, it's got a Cosmosm like stack, right? Like, like any Cosmosm like project, it'll be able to like, just like any EVM project will be able to integrate into the data availability level. Like they've got like about five, like different, like modular stacks, right? And Cosmosm is like one of them. The Rust yeah, Cosmosm. You, you could have EVM, you could have the uh, Cosm VM. You can have, you know, your own, whatever language you come up with, um, that's possible, yeah. But again, so Seth, Celestia, you, don't, you, don't sound bullish. Thing. you don't sound bullish, then. I know you don't sound bullish, do you? I, I sound, I think the technology is great, but um, I'm not too bullish on just a layer one token. No, I think in a year or two from now, you know, people won't be interested in, yeah, this is a cool layer one. It's like, two seconds fast and this one is even faster it's like one and a half seconds what people will you know draw into an ecosystem are the apps like you have a cool casino so people come on your chain and play the casino and that's um, even though the technology is great and you know I'll, i'm following this you know fairly closely um to see you know what comes comes out of it but at the at the end of the day what you know archway what neutron what stay what what also megalo needs to do is have cool apps and i think we're having so megalo has them and we're building them right now and um that's that's what i think will drive you know the ecosystems forward having cool apps and not just yeah here's your hyperinflationary layer one token you can do nothing with it and have fun you know we have a token that has you know utility in the whole ecosystem that has you know applications that benefit the token directly um so 
I'm bullish on applications, not on layer ones per se. Can't wait. I can't wait for fucking Raccoon to be on Migaloo now. I swear to God, I think everyone's going to ditch like everything and just bail their liquidity straight into Migaloo for the culture. And Bedo, that's down to you, bro. You little savage. Ben, oh, Sen, you haven't, you haven't passed the prop yet, have you? Sen, where's the prop to get Ambedo's uh, NFT in your treasury? Come on, bro. Sort your life out, dude, please. I know, I know. You know I'm a little slow when it comes to those things. But there is another proposal I did yesterday um, to whitelist B-Luna and AmpLuna as stakeable assets on Megaloo. So I'm propping right now. So expect some more props soon. That is awesome. That is awesome. Cool guys. Uh, anything else uh, we want to discuss here? Otherwise, we're ninety minutes, little over ninety minutes in. I think that was like a really, really good extensive spaces uh, co covered a lot of ground again. Um, yeah. Any any last words from uh, any of the speakers right now? Uh, I'll just say I'll just say don't don't bet. Sorry, JJ. I'll just say don't bet against these guys. Like, literally, I'm not going to shill them because Ryan the Lion is there. He laughed at me the other day on the space. He's like, oh, you're shilling, JG. I went, here, fuck off. I've taught him. I know what the kid's like. Literally, anyone that fades, if you're fading, White Whale, Migaloo, uh, Backbone Labs, a Great Digger, if you're trying to fade these cunts right now, I swear to God, you'll be poor. Like, trust me, your kids will be taken away from you. Because, like, 10 minutes on a call with these cunts, I'll tell you, like, oh, shit, I need to wake up and pay attention because, like, these are the people that's going to change the, the, our near future. Anyway, that's that's my final comments. I do love the guys daily. I love you all. Take care, guys. <laughs> wow. I don't even know what to say after that. I'm Thank you, Robo. That's really nice. We appreciate it. Uh, you know, we're just trying to do the best we can with what we got. And uh, I want to secure this decentralized, uh, infrastructure now before it's too late. Those are my final thoughts, right? Let's get some good infrastructure in place. Uh, I really want to find people who are really committed to this industry and uh, keep moving forward. You know, nice final words. So here are mine. Let's get the proposals to pass so we can give B Luna some utility and all the other B assets. Let's get the the, the satellite market revenue share out. So. B whale and B or amp whale got some nice utility and the cycle is completed. And I'm very much looking forward to see everybody here next week again. Same time. I'll be here. Bye-bye. All right, guys. Thank you very much for attending. Um, yeah, like Sancom said, uh, see you next week. Uh, remember, only put uh, the money into banks that you can afford to lose. And that's the end. Bye-bye. See you in the next one. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was the White Whale Community Space, recorded on Thursday, March 30th, 2023. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. And if you want to keep listening, head on over to TerraSpaces.org slash donate and show some support. Sneaking through back.
Galley's on a little cosplay Broadway all day Looking like the wrong way Resuscitating major players In the waiting room Sifting through the paperwork While I be debating fools Breaking rules Breaking bad Like we always wait for doom Slayed a few in my early years Off beneath the shroom Sitting in the dark Waiting for the daily news To let us know What we should believe As the latest truth Stay aloof Writing rhymes in the studio Trying to keep it well lit Like filming a movie role Sorting through support From your endorsements Of course we're tripping balls Handed reports in The latest proof Ain't a way to move Change the view Just a bunch of pack of heads Living in a chicken coop Picking at the dinner Finger licking like the plate is good So kick it for a minute Then show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Big thinking energy always gets the best of me When I kick it in the lab, messing with new recipes Gotta mix and match, flip the lash, letting rhythm scratch No shit, spitting facts with my vision smashed Big trip aristocrats, dishing out a list of trash Missing wisdom, this fish is too big to catch Better let the missus know where you hit the stash Watch your next step, bro, before you hit the traps Walking on eggshells, tripping over landmines And I'm about done dealing with these damn lies Man, I'm looking at this planet like a franchise Chastised into digging holes in the back nine the latest proof ain't a way to move Change the view Just a bunch of peck of heads Living in a chicken coop Picking at the dinner finger Licking like the plate is good So kick it for a minute Then show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Spaces. <laughs>